the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Along with Mark Peterson and for Dr. Jerry Parson, uh, Dr. Calvin Finch is with us. We welcome your calls because Trace is with us on the porch, too, at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll free, it's Thank 866-308-8867. Trace, welcome. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Good. Good what? Stop it. Mark I is, can't handle it. I can't handle it. Mark is freaking out because there's no legs on the with, on our table here. It's just been modified. It's been improved after twenty been something improved years. Improved greatly. I just can't handle this new improvement. Uh, Trace, talk Life to us so good. we don't have to calm calm Mark down. If you well, don't you know what the solution would be with Jerry. We would send him down there through the back. Do, do you have your mouth full? <laughs> Jerry won't even. Jerry won't even notice. I bet he won't. <laughs> no. Uh, no. There's something different about this table. All right. So. Yeah. Two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got tomatoes. We've got, we got tomatoes. tomatoes. And we've got a tomato We're, article in the Express News. Yeah. Funny, and, how, funny how that lines up. It matches all the stuff that you have. Which right? is not always the case. No. Yeah. So which ones do we have? We've got Celebrity, we've All got right. Tycoon, we've got Red Snapper, we've got STM2255, Ruby. and we've got Ruby Crush, we've got and there's a, there's a red red cherry too, large red cherry, and let's see. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's all I saw. All right, so, Calvin, you were kind of whispering this to Mark too, so, but the thing to do is actually get them now because when you see them you don't know what the the variety or what the uh, selection is going to be when it's optimal well the the horticulturists in the area and the wholesalers and the retailers kind of said hey what what's what's the best for the fall and with a limited um, number out there the problem is in the fall you can't get every single variety that we generally used but if you're selective you can get the varieties that work the best and that's what, what we try to do and trace is done here and well, so we got say, these 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 choices and then there'll be another if i remember right there'll be an, another shipment uh potentially a, a little later but uh not if my experience is there any uh, thing to follow with don't wait. Yeah. I, so I, we were cha- there. We had several questions last week. 
and we were channeling you. Okay. And and we were. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's right. We were. We, were. It was, we did like a little seance, and then, and then <laughs> we, we heard Trace, you. Trace, Trace. And, and Trace so do? just what Calvin said is uh, you have told us in, in the past is like you don't know exactly always what you're going to get, and it's always good to check the nursery and see what you have. And snap those up, and then move them up if you have to, uh, and and then uh, get them into the ground when the appropriate time is. Great. So we were, that's what we were talking about last week. Well, and I'm going to plant mine. I'm going to get uh, some today, and I'm going to plant mine in uh, lar- my large container. Yeah, you're going to kind of. Oh, yeah. okay. But are you going to put them in the ground later in the year? No. no. Okay, you're just going to do the. Yeah, okay. sw- yeah switch to. Uh, Okay. Uh, large containers, but these are the varieties. I mean, the, these are semi-determinate and even determinate ruby crush, um, and so they're the right ones to try to use in the fall. I know Trace is an advocate of early planting too. Mark is a tendency to I'm, I'm wait a little while. I'm a traditionalist. You're a procrastinator. No, no, I'm a traditionalist, sir. <laughs> but, but Mark is is mentioned too, though. That That's what he tells his therapist. Yeah, these are <laughs> these are the selections. Even if you t- have a tendency yeah, to wait till August first, get them, put them now. Get them in a container and uh, have them ready for your garden whenever your your favorite time is to plant them. And it's always a it's a special complication when we're getting nothing but a hundred plus days too. We've all, you know, we always have to talk about. Uh, the I, I heard there was a cold front coming. Really? Yeah, yeah a minor be, one. We're gonna yeah. be 99 degrees. Oh yeah, wow! I think that, is that Wednesday? Gee. I, think so. I guess yeah. I better order a sweatshirt. Although, and I want to keep the faith. The Sanisa are blooming uh, all uh, over did, town. Did you see? Thank the, you. Did you see the one by the entrance gate back here? No. no. Okay. He, he really uh, believes in you. Oh, does he? Yes. Yeah, all over town. You can't and even so see a, I was right. see a leaf. There's so many blooms yeah. on it. Oh, how I, cool. I, I, I wrote them down throughout town, and I said, because I knew it was coming on today, and I said, oh, God, got to tell Milton yeah, that, Milton we, that we, it, they're blooming. Yeah, they are. And I'm finally going to prove him wrong. Are they still on? Uh, <laughs> are they still Sinisa on sale? are rarely long. Yeah. I believe so. Yep, all tech sage on sale. Um,. Mm. I forget the price. I can't. Uh, Mark right has the price. I can't okay. check on my computer. Um, but I do remember that from recording the ad. Which ones? Which ones again? Texas Sage. It's a bottom. It looks like it's a bottom left hand corner. About that off, off yes. Sage? Okay. Yeah. All right. <gasps> Twenty-four. Yep, that's one. Eighty-eight. When it rains, it pours. Yes. <laughs> so nearly, in nearly twelve dollars, but not. Uh, not uh, you're saving some. It's twenty four eighty eight. So in that group, there's uh, I think there's still some Lynn's Legacy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. That's a pretty one. Silverado. That's a good one too. Uh, compact. I think the only one that doesn't fit that is going to be the ones we got in gallon cans. Oh. And Desperado costs a little more. Okay. Oh, okay. So, oh, oh, so it's, I got you. All right. Yep. So it's, it's the ones that are originally on sale for, originally for sale for values to 29. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, That's good. And they are just blooming up a storm. Yeah. All look, over. They look pretty. They look very pretty. So, uh, 
Uh, what else, Trace? Uh, what else you want to so, brag on? So we got our our yearly visit from uh, our Plumeria lady mm-hmm. this, oh. this morning. Just coming in. Very so cool. All the little odd colors and some of the normal ones we got in today. So a, a lot of the blooming ones are already gone. Uh, so right out of the back of her truck. <laughs> but uh, there was some beautiful rainbow ones. Really? Uh, and there's still some. There's just I think the blooming ones are gone. Uh, purple. Red, uh, peach. The peach was spectacular. And um, so my wife, I sent a picture of one. She never responded. So that was her yelling at me because I didn't grab it. Oh. Uh, I got a red one coming for tomorrow. Is it too too late? Is peach gone? I I, I think there's some peach, but I think the blooming ones are gone. Oh, okay. Well, but they'll bloom at some point. You you bet. We came back on uh, July 4th and got the... uh, Hearts of Fire um, Esperanza. That's going to look nice. It already looks nice. I had to plant it. The, uh, it's now, it adorns our front yard. It, it has a much better chance of surviving you if it's in the ground. Oh. And you've forgotten it. I've forgotten it. What do you the mean? Bells of Fire. Oh, I was just, uh, we were just listing what did the, I call the it? reasons. Hearts of Fire. Oh, ball, is it really Balls of Fire? No, it's Hearts of Fire. Oh, what did I say? Balls of fire? No. <laughs> it doesn't not. matter. Bell, <laughs> bells of fire is what it is. Mm-hmm. Bells said, of fire. You, you said hearts of fire. Yeah. Okay, bells of fire. Sorry. Yeah. Do you still have some? Yes. Ah. And I a surprise for you next week, too. Ooh, yeah. You had some. Uh, it's a shame we didn't get to talk. You had some nice surprises. What was the one that you couldn't believe I'm selling at this cheap? Uh, the pots. The pots, $3. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cheap. No. And we saw a lot of people buying them. They were, and they were doing uh, the smart thing. They were buying them in sets of threes. Because uh, I think it was three for $10. And you'd see the, <laughs> so I hope this is okay to say, what they'd put them in the little baskets. And, you know, they'd stack them one, two, three. And that's all that would go across one, two, three. Well, they'd be kind of rolling on the, 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 you know, the pavement here. And you'd hear clinkety, 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 because they, they would keep hitting against each other. So they were hard to hide. Yes, they would. Yeah. Yes, sir. What were you going to say? I got, I'm just fascinated by your your report, so I've forgotten <laughs> what I was <laughs> No, I was going to. I'm just looking at him. Uh, that's, uh, that's Milton's version of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. I was going to mention next uh, next week. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm gonna, uh, my article is about uh, preparing for the, the monarchs and the other butterflies a little later in the fall. And one of the emphasis was on Duranta, and Mark brought it to my attention that the, that there's a, a bunch of uh, Duranta blooming here at the Millburgers, and I, I don't know if they're on sale, but they're they look good, they, and they're they are for out, sale. Yeah, they're outstanding <laughs> uh, nectar plant. I, I wrote for down. The fall. I wrote down because I get this uh, question all the time, and uh, it's uh, what can I plant? Because I have so many deer, I live in uh, uh, Fair Oaks or Fair Points, and I'm like, just uh, just look, just briefly. You have this wonderful frog fruit. I was so happy to see that. People, come get your frog fruit here. Frog uh, fruit here. Yeah. Get your frog fruit. Zinnias, some vinca, duranta, lantana, the salvias. People, we got deer resistant plants. Mm. Now, the is snake herb deer resistant? That's on your list. It's on my list, it's and I'm so happy. Once again, 
traces come through and Millburgers has everything on the Saws Landscape coupon list. Uh, most everything. Okay, I, it's my softball to you. All right. You're supposed to like say that. So you're emphasizing frog fruit, huh? Uh, it is it's, a great ground cover, and when you see it over there, oh, uh, I've got I've got it all over my landscape. Yeah. I just find it. It's a. It's it's little. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not delicate. It's, it's not in the same league as uh, well, as zinnias and duranta, though. No. So so we had a conversation of how it got its name. Is it because the bloom looks like an eyeball of a frog, or is it like uh, catnip to frogs and they eat it? No, or I, is there I, some I, other reason? I, I that would be cool. Former. I think it's the former. I, I think, think it's, uh, I want it to be the latter. I just want to plant it and watch the frogs come. <laughs> no, I think it's the eye. Okay, the eye. Yeah. Okay. Still I, but, cool. But I will say I honestly do not know. Not you know, it's turning out that uh, frog fruit we we first talked about it several years ago. Yes, yeah, so a listener called and said, y'all yeah, need to have it. And we, and we hadn't noticed it and... Didn't know, you know, a lot of our gardeners had, didn't know that it was growing in their landscape. But it uh, is, um, Milberger's had it. Trace had some transplants. Yeah, th- this, this is really nice. He's got it in the one. But uh, it's it's a little, it's easier to grow than, than we thought at the beginning. It uh, spreads, even now, well, that might be part of it with this this drought. <laughs> There's room for it, and and it is filling in as a ground so cover. Even you could grow it. Really? Yeah. Okay. What about all the frogs that'll come to the house? No. Is that a problem? Well, that's a good thing. Butterfly. Okay, I do. I do. Toads are a problem. Oh, okay. Frogs I, are good. Frogs are good. Okay. Yeah, they're just nicer. Are both of them amphibious? I can't remember. They're both amphibians. Yes. Okay, but are both wa- they're both water and land? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, but the, it's toads always the thing. The toads are the ones that kind of dig themselves into the soil. And, oh. So and the they t- come out easier. So the toads are the ones when you, like, get lots of rain. Yeah. And you see your uh, container plants, the fro- yeah, toads yeah, are the ones that come out. That's the toads. Oh, okay. That happen- Does that happen to you, Trace? A lot of, do the toads get in the plants here? Yeah. Am I taking a toad home? Yeah. They're all the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. What else? What else did, you want to talk about? Did you say, Mark, that there were t- several rolls of zinnias there, too? There's uh, two tables of zinnias. Now, it's the ones that I like. It's the little golden perfusion ones. Perfusions? And, yeah. Are they some of the, the, the orange ones there? Yeah, that's the ones I like. Yeah. Those yeah, are that, my favorite. That orange is a it's a very attractive color. I've got the Dreamland, and, boy, they're out there in full sun. Now, I have to water them every day, but they they really are showy. Yeah. You you like it for cut flowers a lot of times. Well, I, I, I would, yeah, but I like it especially now just as a, a showy plant that, the butterflies mm-hmm, really like, mm-hmm. and the hummingbirds like it too. So that's a that's quite a show. And I guess it's got some attraction to one of those. One of the universities has a color that's kind of like that orange, doesn't it? I think so. Are they, are they still in place? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're still doing okay. Yeah. But uh, uh, <laughs> he thinks he's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> My, I mean, in fact, Mark has a sort of orange shirt on. Yeah, of he's trace. more of a Tennessee orange. Trace is more of a UT orange. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, but they, if you haven't uh, seen that uh, orange, 
Is there any Dreamlands over there, or is it all, yeah, all we the say perfusions? You, uh, there's Dreamlands and Big Pots. Uh, and yeah. and the orange, too? Uh, the four, those are four-inch in the, in the orange. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, next time uh, you get the inclination, come over to Millburgers and look at those um, orange zinnias. They're, they're uh, unbelievable. Just like Mark mentioned, uh, they make good cut flowers. Uh, the seed-eating birds love them. Mm-hmm. And the uh, t- nectar-eating birds and uh, uh, pollinators are all attracted to them. So can't go wrong with those in your landscape. All right, 210-308-8867, tropical high, I'm sorry, the perennial hibiscus. You still have a good supply of that? Pretty good selection. Yeah, I see one in bloom right now. Including Texas Star, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, what's the one there that she, that almost looks like, is that flare? I don't know, it's bright pink. I I was just kind of going by how Jerry described flare. I I can't tell from here. Oh, okay, that's all right. Um, Cool. All right, how are we doing on the um, tree hugger sprinklers? We still got some? We got all three sizes. All right, well, there are three sizes of the tree hugger sprinkler. There's 7 inch, 11 inch, and 15 inch. And what the tree hugger sprinkler does, and you, unfortunately, uh, you can't see Mark do this, but Mark will act out the, uh, the commercial for them. It has a little hinge on it, so it opens up, and it, you close it around the base of the tree, and so it hugs. Uh huh. I'll hold my oh, micro. Yeah, I, I gotta get by. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there we go. See how Mark does the thing? It's, it's beautiful. Looks like he's having a, a seizure. Was that what he's <laughs> been doing the last few days? When yes. He was doing, I thought he was just weird. I thought it was yoga. Oh, it kind of does look yoga-ish. Um, <laughs> funny. <day. laughs> of course, he's t- taking just, Jerry's place. I guess it yeah, could be weird. Yeah. What, what so, would that position be? So know. not only are you watering right where it needs to get the water, but you can turn it. A little bit to water the root ball or a lot more in the little uh, nozzle to get the um, drip line. So uh, check it out. It's the winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for um, uh, Best New Product. And you can find it right here at Mill Burgers and uh, HEB as well. So 210-308-8867 is our number. Oh, and check them out online at treehuggersprinkler.com. But it's actually, I'm going to give you this advice because they've explained it to me. It's actually cheaper to buy them here uh, when when you take consideration shipping and stuff, even if you've got Prime, apparently. Uh, so get them here. Don't get them online. Uh, that's uh, that's actually what the owner of the company said. Get them at locally. Because I don't know why people are getting them. But get them locally. Come to Millburgers. If you can't get to Millburgers, then yes. Some gardeners are even using them in uh, for that recirculating function on their bird bag. Yes. Yes, they are. And uh, Jerry is one that does that. So. Yeah. Jerry will wash his car with it. <laughs> he just puts it on top and turns it a little bit to get the roof of the car and a lot to get the hood. And the, uh, I guess he doesn't have—he has the truck, so he doesn't have a—he doesn't have a trunk. But yes, check him out right here at Millburgers. We're going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. The answer. To be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. He'd let us in, knows where we've been, 
in his octopus's garden in the shade. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 210-308-8867. But it will take a second to talk about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. If they're bugging you, know that you can call Spider-Man and have his, gosh, it's, uh, they've been, i got to do the math, but they've been your web of protection since 1976. So lots of experience. In fact, the very cool thing is that Warren, with all this experience, Warren Remy of Spider-Man, Pest Control is on a number of national boards and actually is asked to, to speak and to, uh, to teach as well. So if it's bugging you in the house, and that can range from roaches to rats, so from the floor to the ceiling, uh, you need to call Warren Remy at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Or if you're worried about termites in the backyard or ants out there, Warren Remy and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Online, they're at GoSpiderManPest.com. Or their phone number is 210-656-3721. Give them a call. You'll be happy you did. Uh, they do a great job. Just read the reviews if you don't believe me on Google. People love Spider-Man. Okay, 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Oh, I was... There was somebody doing math back at the stations. 46 years, almost half a century, Spider-Man. Man. That's uh, just as, twice as long as we've been doing this radio show now. <laughs> yes. Or, which we've been doing the radio show twice as long as that? Or we've been, oh, I see. Half, yeah, half as long. Okay. There you go. Two Some hundred. of us have. Yeah. You, you're close. Me? I know. I know. But I was running, in front, I was running the board. I was Al. A long time ago. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right. So um, it doesn't take much to know that it's going to be hot next week. Yes. And, and Trace was right. There is a minor, minor, minor yes. cold front coming. But it's not going to push the high off. And it's going to drop it down to a, a bone-chilling 98 or 99. Yeah. yeah. So is there anything that people should take into consideration as it relates to their yard and their garden? Um, well, you you got to make... still want to be... you got to make some decisions. I mean, it's, um, it's to, to my mind, it's not reasonable to treat... Uh, a landscape the same when when we haven't had any rain for any, you know two or three months and the temperatures have set, set a record so you you determine what the priorities are in your yard and you and what tolerance your plants have and then you um, use uh, almost an emergency situation for for some of the some of the plants you take you uh, take advantage of the hand watering allowance mm -hmm. for drought uh, for drought restrictions, and then you take advantage of uh, if you got uh, soysia grass or Bermuda grass, you can let them go dormant. You can you can even on your San Augustine, yeah. you can go um, three weeks. Right. Oh wow. So, so they yeah. don't it's three weeks before it goes dormant or three weeks yeah, till it goes kaput. See, uh, St. Augustine is not too bright. Oh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm being kind. Uh, so Bermuda and Zoysia will will understand and they'll go dormant. 
Right. Uh, the, the flash. So it'll go start turning a little bit of brown. Uh, uh, Santa Augustine just kind of keeps on moving right along. Do, 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 do. And then it gets to like about that three week, two and a half, three week uh, issue. And all of a sudden it just goes. Bleh, bleh. Okay, what does that mean? It, it, it Is dies. That oh. Well, you start getting. Yeah, yeah it, it it's they don't they don't have a pr- progression of going dormant. Really okay. Well. They don't do it. That that's not their not their thing. They they uh, they 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 don't quite understand that whole dormancy thing. One advantage, though, for the the ace in the hole on San Augustine grass, is even if you let some parts of the lawn die. It re, it re uh, it, starts it, itself and it grows so seven. fast that yeah. it, if there's water available, it's going to take advantage of the space that's available. So it could could tolerate three weeks of no water. And, okay. And then, but if there are brown, if it starts turning brown, uh, and if you get to that water, get the water back to them, they will rapidly recover. I saw, you know, I've been. Uh, Getting a lot of requests from gar- gardeners and their lawns. They say they're they're turning brown and they got brown spots. Is it mm. is it a uh, fungus or is it uh, <laughs> insects? And I'm trying to get them to do, do the, the yeah. little hand watering test. Mm-hmm. If you are generous with hand watering, uh, you know, for for uh, a period of time, say every other day for a week or so. If it's if it's just the water, lack of water that is causing it to go brown, it'll it'll green up. And I've seen in in my neighborhood some neighbors that have that have obviously done done that where they uh, right up near the front of the house they yeah. did, they did the watering and it's green there, and then they did yeah. not water. Out further, out further because it was too hot, or, or yeah, so. that was part of it. And they and they determined that, and the, they made that decision that uh, that's I think we'll be content with that. Yeah. That's a lot of time and a lot of water. Otherwise, and the, and then and then what you're getting at is that well, if, if you add water and it still doesn't turn green, then there it's oh. another issue. And it could be multiple issues. Okay. Uh, the one of the one of the, the is it black? One no, of the problems, black. though, too, is, too, is that people have a tendency not to be generous enough to give that that test. You know, so if you just if you go out there and do a five-minute sprinkling over your little three-by-three three plot and it does not turn green, you, you can't say, "Oh, it's 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 threps uh, or something like that." Mm-hmm. It's you don't know. You gotta. You gotta give it. You know, even if it's in an hour, uh, with uh, with the water there in that little square, and then and then in a, an hour or two days from now, then you should start seeing a response to it. But you, it's got to be a real test. And um, the result, a lot of times, that we find out is that. Um, I think Mark has mentioned this too. Is the sprinkler systems are are not all efficient. In fact, when we did some studies years ago, there I mean, it was a, like 25% or 30% were efficient, and the rest of them were not. They were erratic. Yeah. 
in terms of what the water was that they were providing for various parts of the lawn. Uh, so that that is an issue. None. Another one is I think you got some lawns have rocks right under the surface. Some lawns have compacted soil. Some the soil reservoir is two inches in some part, and it might be four inches or six inches in another part. So you get that different different response, and you don't want to overreact to it. You and again, that's a good reason why the make a determination of what what is uh, efficient and uh, effective and uh, what you want to go in. This is ba- you know, basically when we're in drought restrictions, it's a bit of an emergency situation. Luckily, through the years, we've come up with a system that lets you protect your la- basically protect your landscape. Um, so you don't, in the long run, you don't have to lose any of it. You just, uh, for a while, you put up with some uh, uh, brown instead of some green, and uh, but usually, usually you s- it recovers pretty quickly when when the rains recover, co- when and if it ever gets to a, a reasonable temperature again. Well, if you, I was going to say, if you listen to Calvin over the years, not 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 forty eight years, but. Over the years, not as long as this. We're, 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 and, and and I do too. I I say this frequently. I say, uh, think of these droughts as opportunities and challenges. Uh, that uh, it's uh, look look for the positive side uh, on that. That uh, like I said, you go, oh, I never knew that that was a brown. I well, I see that brown area. I never knew it was there. I need to start digging. Oh, there's a big rock there. Hmm. Maybe let's think about another plant or another group of plants. Okay. So, uh, on that, rather than turf. So, uh, th- these are opportunities or challenges and, and opportunities. Let's say it like that. Okay. Uh, so, change your perception, change your priorities. Man, you really are like a yoga yeah. person. Oh, yeah. priorities. Priority, priority that's like Yoda. That's, that's, that's a Yoda person. <laughs> Man, the good, the good news is when you have an attitude like that, then, then you don't have to deny anybody any plants. You know, you don't declare all San Augustine grass as the enemy, and don't allow people to use it at all. They, they have to use it, taken into consideration that it's got some challenges. But uh, and then a lot of our plants do. You know, here here you would even the acid-loving plants we can yeah. we can grow if we're reasonable and uh, realize that they're they're special challenges. Milton right. even does that. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Oh. What, what, what? What you, you spy? Oh, our, uh, help me on this, Mark. The uh, ones with the white flowers. The po- poison plants. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, those are uh, oleanders. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, good. yeah, so the urban myth. Um, the the poor Boy Scouts who cooked all their hot dogs using oleander spears. Mm-hmm. They all died. All of them? No, it's an urban myth. Oh. Uh, but it, it but the foliage is uh, toxic, and deer do not like it. <gasps> There's another deer plant. Oh. Now they don't like freezes too much, but you know what? I think their their freeze. 
uh, sensitivity is overrated because I've seen some really good ones in my neighborhood, and I live just a few blocks away from here. So uh, that that's Oleander. If you want to uh, learn more about that, there, there are good examples here in Bloom at Millburgers, and uh, lots of uh, on PlantAnswers.com plus in the saws. Uh, the Garden Style, uh, San Antonio dot com. That's a, that's another good resource. But those are two main <coughs> resources we like, uh, and then we always we always exchange that in, in our in our articles. Uh, but uh, there's a peach one, a peach flowered one, colored uh, uh, oleander that oleander that I really like. Uh, you like the color or you like the shape or what do you both. Uh-huh. It tends to be a smallish one uh, on the dwarf side, and uh, I just like that color. And well, it's and it's withstand every freeze. Yeah, Jerry Jerry has a series that are kind of smaller that he he raves about. That one time they really got a lot of attention, and they were they were kind of uh, working about uh, you know greater promotion of them. Mm-hmm. I don't. Remember, I, th- I think they, they never did get de- declared uh, um, te- Texas super plants, but uh, um, there are some there that are, are pretty exceptional right. and oleanders uh, if you want to explore into them further. Different colors. What, yeah. tra- traditionally white um, and red. Pink. Yeah, and yeah red. pink. Pink was a big one early yeah. on. And a la- well, it used to be a lavender there, too, didn't there, or not? Is it just pink, no, I just pink remember red, pink, and white? Yeah, yeah. I remember pink was the predominant one, and then you had some reds and some whites, and that's why I like this this peach one so much. It was totally different. Oh, yeah. Oh, son. You're, you're, spo- you're supposed to say just like you, Mark. Just like you. Uh, you gotta keep up. I keep throwing these uh, softballs, I'm sorry. and you keep. It's it's a heat. You need some coffee? No, no, no. I okay. <laughs> I see them uh, growing in the shade some places. Mm-hmm. I think they probably started in the sun, but they they uh, a lot of them or, last a long time. Or yeah, or the tree or the tree that yeah. grew up and or the crepe yeah the crepe myrtle or the hedge that grows yeah. over the top of them, and so they they aren't. And the person will say, "Well, they don't bloom much." Well, they, did they ever bloom much? Well, I don't know. They've been yeah. here thirty plus years and. Maybe they did. For those folks who uh, have, uh, um, ah, we used to say it in the Midwest. You have a uh, the, the the cabin up north, the house. If you have a place down by the coast, and you have some problems growing plants, oleander is your plant. It's extremely tolerant to salt, salt, salt. spray, and salt water. Hmm. So um, think about oleander. All right. I guess I'm going to start the Oleander Society. You are. Well, I got some uh, three members of the Rutabaga Society that will probably be ready to go. And based on uh, some gardeners and their reaction to the taste of Rutabaga, that may be appropriate for them to belong to the uh, Oleander Club. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and while we do, why don't you give us a call? I think that's a black swallowtail. It oh, okay. could be a pipe vine, pipe vine swallowtail too. It's, no, no. Got a, it's got a lot of blue, uh, blue uh, reflected in the tail. Yeah, it was moving pretty fast. Yeah, it was. 
Our number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Or come on by Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road and uh, talk with us in person. Milton Glick along with Mark Peterson, Dr. Calvin Finch will be back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. The against evil forces singing Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of the show and tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867. All right, what else uh, can we talk about? What are th- Calvin, you mentioned a couple things that people have been talking to you about. What else are people experiencing? garden wise well they're they're trying they're trying hard not to get discouraged because of the uh, the reaction of the lawn to that severe uh, heat and the dry and uh, they just gotta remind remind themselves that we've gone through this and they've gone through this uh, every two or three years and it perks up then the rain start yeah. again and and uh it recover recovers, and if it doesn't, if it's a, I just think gets translated into being extravagant and un, impossible to cope with, and just uh, makes for an ugly landscape. Then it's, then it's time to change. One of the places you can go to get some real uh, information about changing is to. Uh, the San Antonio Water System website. What is that? I can never remember that. I'm I'm playing with a honeybee over here. Oh, right well, he likes my orange shirt. Um, no, that's GardenStyleSanAntonio.com, and then you can see all of our programs right now. Uh, and we do have our landscaping program. I mean, I'm sorry. Our uh, yeah, our landscape coupons. Uh, will be now until October 15th and when you can apply. Uh, but we have a new program, and that is... Go away. Uh, that is called Outdoor Living. Okay. And now that is no longer a coupon program. That's a rebate program. Uh, but you still have to make contact with us first before, uh, in order to become eligible. Uh, so that will involve the same thing with the flagstones and the pervious pavers and stepping stones, etc. But we've included decks now, and really? so that's. Uh, Can they link uh, the deck repair with that, or oh, deck and patio care? Yeah, that's sure. some, something to explore, I guess. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, uh, so uh, two hundred square feet of grass, just like the old days, and um, removed. And for a, each uh, section of 250, 200, sorry. God. Milton, you're supposed to catch me on these things. I'm sorry. 200 feet, square feet of, of turf removed, we will get you a rebate on that. Um, uh, the, I, I don't know what the rebate's going to be, uh, frankly, on that. I have to talk to Juan again on that. It's a new program, and it just started. Um, but we'll probably cover uh, somewhere around 80%, percent, sixty to eighty percent of the cost. It's just a, it gives you another option to come up with a, a more efficient, environmentally appropriate landscape. Uh, right. And and also 
offs, continues to offer you an option that you, means you can have a an interesting, attractive landscape mm-hmm. too. That's always yeah. been the key to so, all, all the San Antonio landscapes. So yeah, we like to say it's another tool in your toolbox, um, and we we were kind of uh, guided by our uh, words from our director Karen, as we're trying to encourage people to think about it as resilient beauty, or the landscape is resilient and beautiful. Some those are kind of the co-words we're going. For those people who haven't been here in a while, droughts come and go. Mm-hmm. Even in the 50s, the drought of record, it was four years, and then we had a decade of plenty of rain during the 60s and 70s. So these things come and go, and uh, you have to have a landscape which is resilient. That seems to be the key to success. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yes, sir. Oh. Well, I was just thinking, too, how... Uh, nurseries like Millburgers uh, kind of uh, accept that uh, sign on for that kind of a, a philosophy too. You know, they 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 want you to be successful. Mm-hmm. They want you to be environmentally appropriate, but they're also going to offer you lots of choices to achieve that, and that's that's what that's what makes it uh, so much fun and makes it worthwhile to pursue that. And and then we say that as we we're we're sitting here looking at the uh, Dorfruelia and the uh, lantanas and uh, uh, all the all the vincas all blooming up a storm. Yeah. So there's lo- lots of choices you can be have plants that can deal with this kind of kind of weather and challenge and, and still still look beautiful. Oh, I guess uh, there's some uh, looks like some uh, new. Uh, Pentas over there too, some pinks. Yeah, that's a, that's another uh, outstanding plant. Um, what were you calling it last week? You were calling it a, a certain uh, pollinators that are like uh, pollinate for uh, a, a lot of different um, pro- provide uh, food for a lot of different pollinators. Yeah, like I just, here, see, uh, I just got a, bees, uh, hummingbirds. Yeah, I got a list of. I call them all-star plants. The thing about the penta is that it it's blooming in full bloom here at Millburgers mm-hmm. now, and you take it home, it's going to be in full bloom. As long as you can keep it watered, right. uh, you're going to uh, it'll that, be blooming that, until Thanksgiving. That's why I like in partial shade. Uh, that's my yeah, plant definitely, for partial shade. Definitely, uh, it, it, it's a plant that I use in the shade where I use it to replace... Uh, Oh, things like zinnias uh-huh. in the, in the shade, and it does well. Now, when it's a hundred degrees out, uh, more and more shade is uh, is welcome for for plants like uh, pentas. So, you know, you sometimes have to adjust a little a little bit, move them, move them into even even less sun. There was something that right before we had the break, um, you said something. We were looking at a certain uh, butterfly and wondering. What, what? what kind it is, but it reminded me of something. It's really important to have some host plants. So not only the food the for the flowers, flowering plants, but host. What I mean by host is uh, you got to have that uh, parsley and rue and 
What's the other one with parsley? Dill. And then uh, the citrus-type plants uh, for the other type of butterflies. I'm, uh, I'm escaping on, uh, on the names of the butterfly, but I know you have to have all these different black plants. Sw- black swallowtail. Yeah, black swallowtails is, is for the dill and parsley. And then the citrus is one of the others. Uh, yeah, it's giant swallowtail. Yeah, giant swallowtail. Um, and then passion vines are real important. Yeah. And so a lot of these plants you got to have in the garden. And you're sacrificing a little. That's okay. Uh, yeah, see, that now he's bothering you. Oh. Or she, or whatever it. Okay. We're, we're radio. Radio, we're, 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 we're playing with a honeybee. Here. Yeah. She is playing with us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so... Yeah. So, and again, you 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 provided me with a list uh, of all these plants that are host plants to these butterflies, and I have them back in the office. I just can't remember. Well, you know, my our our friend Paul Cox, who I, I think was probably one of the best horticulturists we ever ever knew. Um, he ha- had another favorite plant uh, that was porterweed. Port- and porterweed is a unbelievable nectar producer. I describe it as a weird all-star, but it's also weird-looking because it's a mounding shape, and uh, the the stems, the blooms are on the stems, and the and the blooms are small, and they move up and down as they're spent on the stems, and then you'll see you'll have hummingbirds, you'll have butterflies, you'll have bee- bees. Uh, that are on there. Sometimes all three of those on the same plant is just amazing. But they're, they're, they've got, there's one here that's a dwarf with a red flower, and then there's one a, a larger, about th- uh, three and a half feet tall, with a purple flower. And if you uh, haven't ever seen those, you might want to take a, take a look. And uh, you, if you sit here for a little while, You'll, yeah. you'll notice the yeah. the bumblebees and the hummingbirds. Yeah, they and, like them. And uh, but if you and if you take them home, I always like to put them on a patio because they they they're very attractive. The blooms, but they also attract all those uh, pollinators in, and that's a lot of action, uh, attractive action that you can have on your uh, patio. The old uh, they're they're a tropical plant, so you. you they don't make it through the winter unless you can put them in a greenhouse. But uh, they're, they're, they're something else. They'll stay in bloom until um, just before Thanksgiving, too. Yeah, I really like the plants. They bloom, start blooming in April and then go all the way to November. Those are my type don't of plants. Don't anger that honeybee. Well, I'm trying to get him over there so he can bother you. No, he no. likes you. Why, why do you have to reject him and make him feel bad? I uh, make her feel bad. Is it a her? I'm, huh? No, I'm, I'm learning. That I'm I'm probably never going to wear this orange shirt over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's probably you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308. sometime during the day, I'd, I'd love to talk about my morning adventures. Morning adventures. Morning, morning ad- adventures, yes. All right. Well. I, meant, I mentioned uh, a little bit about when I got some coffee earlier. Oh, yeah. Are you going to tell your full story or just... Uh, well, no, I'll tell the full story. Okay. Uh, well, we don't have to tell it now. We'll wait till the, the top of the hour. I was going to say, wait, wait, wait till sometime during the morning. You, you All right. 
So let me ask you this now. We've got about four minutes before we have to go to break, and this may be too uh, complicated of a question. It, uh, we always kind of talk, I think, in the winter about, you know, when it's too cold to really do stuff to plan and do stuff. Well, now maybe I don't want to be out in 100-degree weather in the garden. Can I be doing planning now for the fall and oh, yeah. what I'm oh, going to yeah. get? And well, that my article next week <gasps> is, is about uh, butter, uh, preparing for the uh, butterflies, especially the monarchs that are going to come through here in the fall. Okay. And so, so that's part of it. And uh, then, then we spent a lot of time talking about the winter garden, the, uh, the vegetable garden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. We, yeah. We got tomatoes. I know that. But, like, what else will start coming in and when? For well, the, you, so it's broccoli. remember broccoli. Yeah. yeah, I remember broccoli. Broccoli and carrots and uh, rutabagas yeah. and spinach. And yeah. yeah, we don't get many rutabaga transplants. No, they don't. Uh, uh, they, they grow so easy with seed, that's why. I don't um, remember when Trace will start getting those in. Um, well, September. September? Okay. Okay. But, but the, to answer your question is, yeah, so I use these next three weeks to start planning for the fall garden. And, okay. Uh, um, because, again, I'm a traditionalist, not a pro- procrastinator. Mm-hmm. As some people would call me. I know. Uh, traditionalist that. So I'm going to start planning in first, second week of August. So, okay. So I have now, if I had it, but I have now removed all my insect-ridden plants in the garden, as well as y'all should have. And then now you're letting it a little fallow. You're going to... Um, you're going to get ready for the fall garden. So you'd use this time of extreme heat and weather to do how, how many tomatoes are you going to plant, do you think? Well, right? I'm just going to plant one in a, in a container because so, oh. that's all I have room for. What what, what variety are you going to pick? Uh, the uh, 968. So I might go Ruby Crush, though. Yeah, you won't. 968, it's going to be hard to find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I Ru- said if I if I could find it, yeah. yeah. Ruby Ruby B- Crush B- BHN nine sixty eight, but Ruby Crush is probably what I'm going to yeah. do. Yeah, um, and w- just to remind everybody what we've got here: Celebrity Tycoon, mm-hmm. uh, Red Snapper, Rich. Um, a-, a little bit of STM twenty two fifty five, yeah, which is the uh, rodeo tomato for last year, and uh, did we say celebrity? Yeah, yeah. Uh, red snapper tycoon, red snapper uh, celebrity cherry, large cherry, and that's that's all I have. Okay, yeah, I think we had uh, five of the large ones, and we these are, these are kind of ideal for the fall planting because they're uh, at least uh, semi-determinate. That means that they they grow quickly to full size, and then they concentrate on setting fruit. And, and that's what you, you that's what you need in our short seasons tomato growing seasons short they, they just have to take advantage of that limited ideal temperatures that we have and then then they set the fruit and uh, it's always a challenge too to especially in the fall but uh, these these selections should allow us to uh, be be successful with the red. And again, like Mark reminded us, you want to get 
take the old plants out and do the best you can to get the, all the spider mites with them. Throw them in a gar- get a plastic garbage sack and throw the old plants along with the spider mites and any weeds that are growing right be- beside the, those infected uh, uh, tomato plants in the, in the garden too. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Milberger's Garden. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And Milberger's Gardening South, Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Mark Peterson in for Dr. Jerry Parsons. And uh, Calvin stepped away for a second. Um, He's purchasing. Yes. Do you want to tell your story or you want Calvin here when you tell your story? Uh, uh, no, because he, he knows it pretty much. And, okay. All right. So... Uh, uh, the director would like everyone to re- remind everyone that we are patrolling. Yeah. Saw staff and off-duty police officers, Texas police officers, are patrolling in neighborhoods throughout the city of San Antonio. Uh, and we are looking for water waste violator, violators. Dun, 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 dun. we got to think of another name, though. Okay. Uh, or another sound. Uh, so this morning, uh, I happen to be doing neighborhoods around uh, around Millburgers. So I thought I would do a couple of neighborhoods, and uh, then uh, come by the radio station, uh, radio, and do the radio show. So uh, I stopped off to get some large Mc- McCafe coffee. Yeah, and I pulled into a McDonald's, and sure enough, they had the sprinklers going. And they had it not but, but only on a Saturday, which, which you're is, not supposed to do, which is a no-no week, no sprinkler watering on the weekends, but it was also after eleven. So, oh, that's right. Yeah. So, so if it had uh, been their day, uh, the uh, the prosecutors will only take one violation, but they are eligible for two violations, two tickets. Two citations, and if they complain, I always like to go. Could have got you for two. Oh, okay. Right. But we just did one. And like I said, on you that. busted in there. Said I want to speak to Mayor McCheese. We got a no, problem here. We got a yeah. We got we got an issue. I can't I can't remember the the police officer's name. Was it Big Mac? No, no, no. You and I were like trying trying to trying to decide what it is. If any of the listeners would like to, oh, good catch. Thank you. Uh, tell us what, what was the what was the sheriff's name or or yeah, it was the police officer. I, w- I was regaling my story about this morning. Um, we had illegal watering at a McDonald's, and so uh, before I came over here, I was writing up the ticket. And, uh, so they will you know, be getting that citation. Yeah, you know, in the old days, uh, we we had a lot of trouble with. Uh, Oh, those those kind of concerns. Right. They uh, be, because they they kind of set a here's the procedure we follow, and they were mm-hmm. they didn't always take into consideration yeah. what the rules about right. drought, drought the, restrictions were, and they just it was a secondary thought to them other than 
moving their customers through. I, I, I think they did a they've done a better job now. But. It, the the uh, Texas fast food burger place has done an excellent job uh, coordinating with things. I'm not going to say who that is, but you can all figure it out. And I'm wearing their colors today. Uh, the an- another one from another part of the country that started with a jack uh, has done okay. Um, so uh, all their restaurants are, are pretty much okay. But the but the other one, the native one from started in Corpus Christi, they're they're they do an excellent. They're job. rocking it. Yeah, it's good for them. Yeah, oh. as well as most of the of uh, McDonald's. But I'll uh, have to go give them some business today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because. <laughs> How about Jerry's? Uh, what's Jerry? Oh, oh no, that's right. We don't want to tell. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Jerry's favorite restaurant is. Oh yeah, uh, the uh, Canes. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, he's he's me. I think he's gone to a Canes retreat now. <laughs> this weekend, yeah. Rehab. <laughs> yeah, he's gone to Canes rehab. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Texas uh, so, toast. Yeah. I need the Texas yeah. toast, yeah. sir. <laughs> Have you called your sponsor? <laughs> no. <laughs> I ain't going to call. I'll just give it a Texas toast. <laughs> so anyway, to finish out and all that, we, we, we've been in drought stages for um, four to five months now. Yeah. And uh, so everybody should be full, fully aware of the rules and restrictions. Once a week, watering, your day depends on the last digit of your address. Uh, if there is no address... Uh, visible address it, it goes to wednesday and and then uh absolutely no watering sprinkler watering sprinkler watering on the weekends hey you know i didn't notice down here but there's some some wonderful uh i i guess, I guess they're dorfruelia with the white blooms the, the uh oh wow with white blooms yeah the, 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 the know, leaves the, the look leaves a little... Are, ah, the, I was just going to say the leaves are a little different. A little, a little uh, thin. That's what I was questioning, whether they're a very... And that's quite a variation on the, the leaf shape there. But uh, I, uh, the bloom the bloom the looks The white exactly is spectacular. Hmm. Yeah. The, yeah, the white is spectacular on this bloom. Now, that would be a nice... Uh, oh, they do, they do pretty well in... Uh, uh, containers too, because mm-hmm. Dorfruelia does well as a ground cover mm-hmm. uh, in the sun or shade. Um, I always like the the blue flowers the best, uh, but there's a, the pink the pink are showy and the, and these white flowers, which are kind of unusual, are very showy too. I don't know if they uh, bloom as uh, regularly as the blue and the pink do, though. but it, uh, these are w- well worth trying. Giving a try, they're very attractive. All right, lots of great stuff here at Mill Burgers, and we welcome you to always come by and ask your gardening question in person. 210 308 8867. That's the number to call, 210 308 8867, and toll free, it's 866 308 8867. So give us a call and tell us what's going on, what kind of questions you have. Maybe we can help you plan. For that fall garden, if you've got questions on what to grow, you know, kind of things along those lines. Maybe you want fall color. We can give you some suggestions on those too. And we uh, we mentioned the the classes for the fall. I guess, I guess we haven't got the full schedule on the websites yet. Uh, yeah, we thought we thought next month August. You you had looked for, it up. 
for the nursery? Yes. Yeah, it's the first ones in August. Uh, well, let's see. We have warm weather vegetables part one. Maybe. Oh, oh, I think that may be a mistake because in September it says cool weather vegetables part two. So either it's going to be, it must be cool weather vegetables. That would make more sense. Well, unless it's tomatoes. Oh, um, that's true. But it's uh, when and when is that? And August twentieth and September tenth. That's pretty late. Yeah. For tomatoes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, and then we have a blood drive coming up on August sixth, here at Mill Burgers. So that's always important, and uh, now more than ever. So uh, make plans to do that, and maybe uh, even. It's only. It's, I know it's a month away, but uh, get on that schedule so you can get on the bus. When it comes by. The wheels of the bus go round and round. It's true. You can see it round when it leaves. And, and it shows round them. and round. All right. Again, 210-308-8867. Uh, these are, those are the, oh, the plants that Trace was talking about over there. Yeah, I know. I just noticed that. Oh, the plumeria? So, so the, the plumeria are here. Yeah. Unfortunately, all the, the, the blooming ones that are blooming right now are now... Out of the out of the gate, out yeah, of the, they got off the grounds. Now, they literally those, sold out of the truck as they were unloading. Yeah, them. the gardeners that got them not, didn't don't think. Unfortunately, though, no, they that's think, right. They're, they think, well, oh, what a yeah. lucky deal! I was right there when the blooming plumeria but the, came off but, the truck. But there there are still some great bargains on that one. So you, uh, again, I seem to be having all my peach stuff today. I lo- I love peach oh. flower, peach or apricot colored flowers oh, okay but, but there's uh i think uh, trace had mentioned there's some rainbows and some reds yeah and some other some uh some other ones that uh he was talking about so uh yes plumerias are here come on down yep i got cassandras i see those those have that that utsa orange to them and um what? No, that's very good. You remembered. I had forgotten. I did about remember. It. Yeah. Um, so yep, lots of things to to get here at Mill Burgers. Well, look at the uh, daylilies over there in bloom. You can tell Jerry hasn't been here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, they actually have blooms on yeah, them. Yeah, nobody, nobody's eaten them. Uh, the blooms. I wonder. Yeah, we probably should alert Trace and his staff to. They'll have to. If Jerry's coming back next week, uh, they, they better uh, find a hiding place for yeah. those daylights. Move him out of his path. That's as uh, Jerry ever subjected you to his uh, interest in eating daylilies, Mark. Uh, if if he has, I have put it out of my mind <laughs> with with, with tremendous the, therapy. That's probably the best way to do it. So is, are we talking about those tawnies right on the corner? Yeah. Okay. So it's a tawny gold uh, daylilies, which uh, Paul and I uh, determined those were probably the best for this area. The best for eating or for no, planting? No, 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 planting. No. Well, the deer certainly like them. Yeah. So uh, the best resilience to drought and cold. Um, looking at that up. So uh, yes, they're right there. Uh, no, don't don't tell me. 
don't, don't go into that. No, don't go into that. The, the, the gruesome the story of... The therapy, I don't need... Anyone. Okay. Well, you were reading... Uh, did you want to talk a little bit about... Uh, Calvin's talked about tomatoes, you said today. Yeah. So uh, I realized... Well, I was so happy. I'm reading it, and then we're talking about Trace just before the program started. And I'm like, wow, look at that. Everything that Calvin mentioned... Um, Trace has here. How about that? And then, you know, I almost felt like my mother just snapping my head going, stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. So they talked about well, it. Well, the, de- the, the deal is, too, that, you know, in the fall, we've only really got, as far as I know, we've got one main supplier, wholesale supplier for tomatoes. In oh, fall. that's right. So it's relatively easy to predict <laughs> what's going to be on the market. And uh, now the time, the timing isn't always, you know, you you have to kind of guess and and uh, as you know with all the publications you do, Mark, that um, you are, are always doing articles uh, several weeks ahead of when they need to be published, and so uh, you, if you what, get, if you get it perfect, you're you're pretty lucky. What what what's really amazing is uh, sometimes in building, you can like keep track of it is that I may write an article on Tuesday, mm-hmm. or it's published on Tuesday, uh, in either the preceding Saturday or the following Saturday, Calvin will have the same topic. Oh. And and it's not because we're talking to each other. It's just because you know, we're doing the, the research and yeah. the data and everything like that. But it is it is conveniently nice <laughs> on that that that, uh, that we have usually the same articles now i'm kind of restricted i i get my uh allowance of uh of vegetable articles at garden style i say every every few few times a year i get to well talk and they're about that. okay they're not uh they're not advocates for vegetable gardening like they used to be when i was there well, that, that was the reason why. Been, yeah, yeah. not so been, much. I am the advocate. They have been. They have declared that they're. I don't know that they declared they're undesirable. They just declared they're, le- they're less important or less desirable than uh, landscape so, plants. Oh, okay. So I, I take up the mantle. So kind of going to your prioritization thing yeah. is that the. Yeah. yeah. So I, I take up Calvin's mantle a couple times every year, and I write extensively about vegetable gardening. In fact, I have an article uh, uh, that I, I collaborated with Calvin on. Is what can we... Oh, gardening in uh, August? Why, of course. I think that's the name of the title. And then oh, okay. We'll talk about all the things we talked about today uh, on that. So I, I, I'm allowed a couple times a year to, to talk about it. That's good. Well, you know, the, the issue... Of course, though, you know, the, the legitimate arguments on all sides, but uh, the issue, the more pe- people that we got excited about environmentally appropriate gardening, even when it's uh, 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 vegetables, uh, I think that's uh, desirable. And, and then in the old days, we used to uh, uh, justify that uh, emphasis on vegetables because of the value the nutrition and uh, uh, how much it contributed to good health and I, and I think that continues today to this day of that's the lead-in 
to talk about environmentalism. The, the broader questions of environmentalism, you go back and it's, it's planting that seed in the ground uh, as a child with your mm-hmm. parents or grandparents. Yeah. Well, you know, that's all you got to do is watch uh, one of our many classes <laughs> uh, with the Extension Service and the Master Gardeners, the, the classes they do with the youngsters. And you just watch how excited uh, kids are when they're planting um, vegetables or harvesting vegetables, yeah, and it's just a, it's just amazing. It just uh, you see sometimes it's not always easy to explain why that's so important to them being successful in school. But when you watch them participate, it really is. What I what fascinated me the most, though, and I, I know there's a lot of gardeners in our audience that have experienced this too, is parents. Um, school, you know, if you got old parents that have really young children, you know, and they have not, maybe are are uh, new to the community and uh, not have participated much. Maybe have they have a second language, and your your class, you have a classroom garden, and it's hard to keep the those parents from, you know, you, if you put out a little invitation, would you like to come and? Uh, taste our first harvest oh uh, man and the, the parents just come in and just you can you, it's very difficult to get them to participate for other things but for the participate in the garden they've had the experience with the garden yeah They're fascinated by it and they they realize how important it is all right let's take a quick break while we do give us a call 210-308-8867 210 210- 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. 1604 on Bull Verde Road on 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, don't forget, if that uh, deck in your yard is not looking as nice as you want it to look, if you want it to look better, if you need a repair on it, check out uh, Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf here in San Antonio. Uh, Barry has been doing this since 1986, so that's, uh, I guess, 36 years. Is that right? No. Wait. I'll I'll have to help me again. But, yes, it's a long time. Uh, What's that? Don't be too critical because he he went to University of Texas and I was, he didn't study. I was, I, 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 was I didn't say anything. Did I say anything? No. no. I'll, I'll let you I'm all. just worried about his pronunciation of duck. Deck. It sounds like deck. No, deck. Deck and Not patio. Duck. Oh, no. Ed, that's another sponsor we have coming up. It's duck and patio. <laughs> and if your duck isn't looking right, uh, no, deck and patio care by Barry Hagendorf. Go to the website, mm-hmm. deck and patio. Uh, care.com and you can see the uh, the before and after pictures and they tell a great story of how uh, wonderful a job he does and how that deck really can look new again as Barry says 210-822-9147 210-822-9147 yes sir it's really a, there's a, you know besides uh, the deck repair and remodeling the it's an exciting area of gardening on decks yeah you can you can 
Uh, there's, I, and there's quite a few gardeners in the San Antonio area that do this. That where they. I was going to say, and we talked about that last week about everything you can do in containers. Yeah. You know, uh, we may want to bring that up again tomorrow, but you know, call in. Uh, you can do just about everything. <laughs> what is that? That, that's, duck and, <laughs> that's duck and patio. Yes. Is that All right. Or, no. so, I'm just going to let that one just being lie. Caref- so being speak. careful, deck. And P-E-C-K yeah. uh, and PatioCare.com. <laughs> Deck and PatioCare.com or call Barry at 822-9147. All right, 210-308-8867. That's our number, 210-308-8867. What else you got there? Were you going to bring up something yeah, about another thing? Yeah, I was going to bring up. Uh, it, it, just because I'm sitting in Jerry's chair, uh, just reminds me that... Uh, our good buddy, Jerry's and mine, good, good buddy, Neil Sperry. He had a couple of uh, good questions and good answers today. Um, but I do want to remind everybody, particularly those who are, are new to the area, welcome. But uh, I get this question as well, often as well. Uh, I planted a red maple. Now, the nearest red maple is about six to 700 miles away. So that should give you a, uh, kind of a feeling on should you plant them here or not. Milton, should you plant a red maple here if the nearest native one is about six no. or 700? That would be no. no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, got that one right. Yeah, I know. We'll worry about that. Um, now, the, this person was, was wondering why it probably died. In, and Neil had the right answer. He said, uh, uh, well, should have said uh, 600 to 700 miles away. But uh, he had a good one. It's a thin bark tree. And uh, it is sensitive to sun scald as well oh. as Texas red oaks and Chinese pistachio and some other thin bark trees. So you need, you need to wrap tree. them up. Fruit trees, too? Yeah, fruit trees, too, uh, on that. By the way, fruit trees are on sale. Yep. I was going to say, that's a good lead. Yeah. There are fruit trees. Just about every fruit tree you want is available right here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they got the wrappings. Uh, I, my plum, both of my plum trees that I really like, mm-hmm. they bloom, but they, they don't follow through. Part of it is that they're growing under the shade now after all these years. But the other part is that they've been, they, they were injured from the the sun on that uh, that bark and they uh, if it's a, a wet year they can do a sort of a crop a small crop mm-hmm. but if it's a year like this that uh, injured roots uh, yeah. injured bark and vascular system just prevents them from doing any kind of decent performance what would you do mark so yeah i was just gonna uh, i was just thinking what, what i would do uh, so traditionally, you you want to wrap it. Oh, I uh, no, oh, the the tree, yeah. So if it was a newly planted tree, I'd want to wrap it uh, with some of the tape. Uh, we used to actually even do burlap back in the day. That shows you how old I am. Uh, and then uh, another uh, another was to whitewash it to reflect oh. the heat off it. Oh, okay. Um, that's why uh, places, particularly down like in Mexico, you see that quite often they do that. Uh, if it, if the red maple or plant or the fruit tree is the bark is cracking, splitting, and falling off, yeah, it's it's time to go. It's time to do the basal cut. 
basil prune. That's what you said. What, uh, what about the uh, few maples that we have here that, that are imported? And uh, right. oh well, we we've done the Shangtong, um, and we've also had uh, lost maples, which are a type of xeric sugar maple. Uh, they don't give you really good sugar uh, for for maple syrup, but uh, that's the type they are. Uh, I always say um, mimic what's g- how they grow in nature, and they grow in the nature on the north facing side of the canyon, north and east facing. So if you go to Lost Maples, and if you took a compass out, we're going, hey, all these maples they all face north or east. So plant them. And I encourage them, and they do a lot of planting in Bernie, but try to get some afternoon shade. And you can do that by planting them on the north or east side of the building. Now, what about what about those? Uh, where where are the the other uh, maple that you mentioned? The, the Shangtung. The where are they from China? Or yeah, Asia? they're from northeastern China, uh, northwestern China. Sorry. Um, and the reason why we look at those and a lot of plants, a lot of species from that area, is that it's alkaline soil. And uh, I had a professor a long time ago. They're they're calcifites. Now, I don't think you have to bring religion into no, this. No, no, calcifite. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> Follow that, um, but it's it's uh, alkaline clay soil. Type. Yeah, we got some gardeners that have had good luck with them. Right, and that's wow. and that's why they're they're adaptable to uh, the high pH soils, um, and they can tolerate the heat and dry. Think northwestern China; it's very hot and very dry occasionally. So yeah, that's the, that's the reason why. But on the broader question, is you'll see a lot of plants coming out. And saying it's from northwestern China, northern China. Well, that's a, a, an environment very similar to South Texas. Yeah, and we used uh, what was our uh, our uh, cedar that we um, relied on and planted a lot of them. That uh, then they they died on on us. Uh, uh, Is it, was it cedar or pine? We had Afghan pine for a Afghan while. pine, oh, yeah. right. Afghan pine. Yeah. Afghan pine. Yeah. They, they, they were also calcifites. They like alkaline soils and heat and drought. But they didn't seem to like all of a sudden that uh, we would have these rainy periods. No. Oh. They really didn't like <laughs> rainy well, it was, uh, was it uh, the ultimate killer, though? Was it the uh, fungal disease? Yeah, so, so the rainy... Uh, we made it to those periods where we had, uh, oh, like in, uh, I just love 2007, where it, it rain, started raining in June and didn't stop until, literally did not stop until October. Uh, but uh, that made it conducive, these plants conducive to the fung- fungi. So it was ultimately a fungi. It was just amazing how quickly, they, I mean, they were really a dominant beloved plant and then suddenly and then, they yeah. were not surviving any place <laughs> so hmm. yeah, just, uh, they, they would often ask me well how long does it kill the tree and I said I don't know because they usually are cut down within two to three years so uh, I, got, I guess two to three years yeah I guess <laughs> so, uh. so they, were, they were so ugly 
and uh, most times they were cut down in two to three years after developing the symptoms. I'm trying to think of the tree that I sent you to. That was growing in uh, the Fort Worth uh, Botanical Gardens. It was the it was a beautiful red leaf tree. It was a uh, I don't think that was red maple, but it was something. It was called something else. Uh, but when you said no, you said no. Walk away from it. Don't look <laughs> at it anymore. Uh, I'll have to go back and look again. Maybe I'll look at my picture. Maybe look again. What what a good. I don't know. Not Japanese maple. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's always a challenge. Can you do that in Fort Worth area? Uh, no, not, Fort any Wor- be- not any better than you can do it here. Yeah. But so. they had special probably. Well, at the Botanical Gardens, they had some special beds, and it was probably overtopped by some large uh, oaks of some type. Yeah, yeah they, they, they do fair if you plant them under a basically their right. own little green uh, greenhouse. Right. So they used to do it on the river walk uh, lots of times because it was pretty green, uh, pretty, um, I'm sorry, um, spring fol- foliage. Uh, but by August, even though they were under the shade of those big bald cypress, no, by August they were gone. Hmm. They were de- defoliated. So a couple of years of that, no good. Well, okay. Uh, how is your uh, I sure are pretty though? How was your response to the uh, bald cypress and Montezuma cypress? Or, or would you uh, hesitate to recommend using them any place, or would you? Well, uh, I think uh, that you're still reeling from my long soliloquy last week on on the uh, on the two. Now, uh, bald cypress, Central Texas bald cypress should be planted no further from than. 18 feet from a permanent water source. And by permanent, I mean permanent. However... Running stream, Running, spring running stream, San Antonio River, you know, everything. Don't, don't they, they have, have some down at San Pedro Springs? But I guess San Pedro. Now, as I was leaving last week when you had asked me that, I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of water that leaks through the asphalt. Asphalt is very leaky. Oh. Oh, with all, when we're watering all of our wonderful plants here off on the tables and everything, um, not only is the, well, uh, the uh, Montezuma Cypress getting water, but it's also getting a lot of water off, the, uh, off the, all the potted plants we have here. So yes, don't uh, if you want a a monorunus a, a cypress, and we classify it as kind of semi evergreen. It's or semi deciduous. It's kind of evergreen in the January, but doesn't look very good. But uh, I love it. It's one of my favorite trees. If I had even going towards the north. In San Antonio, I might build a special bed and add a, a foot or so of soil just so I could grow a Montezuma cypress in the back. 
It's one of my favorite trees. I'm going to change the subject a little bit. You know, we talking about what happened to the Purple Martins, uh, and they were, set, were getting a few reports of uh, them coming back to some of their uh, areas, sometimes with the young, sometimes without. They came, um, I've got a population group, and I can't, I don't know, I can't tell if they were the, the, the uh, birds that were there earlier that have come back to my house now. Just, of course, it's always the case. So I was going to take down the, take down the, the houses, the Martin houses, and and uh, clean them out and get ready for next year. But uh, now I'm going to wait and let them, if they if they do have young and they're doing some kind of training sessions or something, I'll give them a little little more time. Also, most of the manuals uh, and information on, on the Purple Martins recommends that we be tolerant of their, uh, sometimes it's hard to, to figure out what, why they're there, what they're doing, where they went for a while. So it's best just to, best to uh, just be patient with them. And uh, by August 1st, they should be pretty well uh, assembled and ready to go to the Amazon. But right now, if I would have done my early uh, house dropping, it would have been uh, too early in terms of uh, disappointing the, these birds that came back. But uh, again, anybody that's got any information on Purple Martins. Now, we do have, we've had some of, some of our audience that's had great luck with them this year and they uh, raised their young and um, assembled and they're getting ready for uh, for heading, heading south but uh, lots of others have uh, been disappointed like I have and with this uh, heat and uh, the reaction to the uh, temperatures and everything. So. All right, let's take a quick break, and then we got a question from a text that uh, we'll, maybe we'll answer right after this. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, okay, here was the text question. If the acidic soil in China is similar to San Antonio and we have so much cedar, is there a comparison to the bonsai that is grown that looks so much, that is grown that looks so much like cedar trees? All right, first, it's not acidic. Oh, it's, it's an alkaline. Oh, alkaline. Okay. Oops. It's a calcifite. Okay. Calcifite. Okay. All right. Okay. Second. Yes, there is a juniper native to uh, native to northwest China, and in fact, if you have a blue point juniper, yeah, or other uh, a a Asian juniper, um, the, there's a lot. Uh, I want to say Spartan. 
uh, Chancellor. Blue Point is the most famous. Wichita is another one. They all have a parent of uh, the uh, juniper in, in China in that same area. So, uh, and you can see that that it has a little bit more uh, form to it. So it's often used, and if you want a juniper that is um, narrow, and so so I pointed those out to you right there. Those ones that are in top, topiary. Uh-huh. Um, those, those, that's uh huh. That's actually a blue point. That's actually been. Um, I don't know what the verb for toperized is, but oh, okay. But they've been toperized. Uh, so yes, um, and that's just another one uh, of one of the many plants that come from Northwest China that are uh, that that have developed on alkaline soil that we could grow here. Okay. Mm. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Hope that answers your question. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. 210 308 8867. Wait, wait a minute, I just got a phone call here. Okay, okay, that's my contact at the Mirage. Um, the, the bet is now open for you uh, on in regards to your uh, Cinezo. So, uh-huh. across town, we've had wonderful Cinezo blooming. Yeah, and so uh, the odds are that it, uh, it is not going to rain in the next seven days. Okay. So put your bets in. I, I have faith. And I give them two weeks. I know that you don't want to give them two weeks, but okay. I give them two weeks. Okay. All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. uh, place know, your these, bets. These can't be perfect and, plants. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you're asking more, oh. you're asking more out of them than you are about the, uh, the meteorologist and stuff. Oh. They, they just. Oh, oh. So. Okay, I have to channel Jerry you, now. Uh, oh, really? Okay, <laughs> now you're making caveats. Yeah, yeah it's always been two weeks. watch Milton closely. He, uh, he, whenever it rains, he'll he'll project it. Yeah, that was about two weeks ago. Then. Yeah. Did you I, have a question? Did, oh, here, Trace may be a better person. So, there you go. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. She's looking for a small outdoor plant. Did you hear the? What was she asking for? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I uh, I, I didn't take my earmuffs off. Quickly. Oh, okay. So we'll have to ask Trace what she was looking for. Oh, he's taking her somewhere. Mm. Okie dokie. Right. But, you know, yeah. there's lots of Milberger staff here at the yeah. nursery. If you have questions on plants that uh, you would like, you have an idea of what you would like, uh, the staff here can help you. With, can uh, we help you? I hope so. Did you want to be on the air oh. with us? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. What happened? Did you want to come on the show with us? Or do you, you want to find out? Can you take care of my uh, leg for me? Uh, no. <laughs> then we're, he's, he's, we're not that kind of a doctor. He's not that kind of a doctor. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Did you want to? And me, maybe it's over on the other side. Okay. okay. The other side of Okay. Did, did you want to be on the air with us? Here, I'll just just so you'll we're be. A, you'll we're be a on, plant show. Yeah, we'll be on the air. What's up? What's what do I do with it? Just talk into, talk it, into it, and you'll be on the air. You you can yeah. do it. Yeah. In my yard, I have a yellow tree. Uh, it's about all, just a little bit taller than me, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 
but what I'd need is another one just like it or close to it for the other end of my tree. And you it's don't know what it is? Pardon? You don't know what what kind of tree it is? All I know is it's got yellow flowers all over the top. What, what kind of yellow flowers? Mm. There's, t there's two I know, that I'm thinking of right now that are uh, trumpet. I mean, the. Uh, you don't have a picture, right? Yeah. Do you have, do you have a picture? The leaves. No. Well, well, what, ask me what the leaves look like. Are they long? How are, what, are the, what, are, what about the leaves in the blooms? They, they, are they, is it blooming? Or are they? Is there a bloom that's got like a, a tunnel or? A, yeah, they're, they're, the, the, the flowers okay. are. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. Oh, thank you. The, the flowers are pretty, pretty good size. You know, they're all maybe like this. Okay. And uh, and they're all over it. You know. What a, low and up. What's it do in the winter time? I don't know. I've never, I've never had this place oh. in the winter. <laughs> okay, so now it's got, it's got yellow blooms, and it's about as tall as you are. Mm -hmm. uh, when did it, did it start blooming just recently? Yeah, it started to bloom. I'd say maybe, oh, maybe a month, month and a half. And like I say, they they bloom everywhere, all all over this thing. Uh huh. It's not. Do you know what Esperanza is? Esperanza. Yeah. Yeah, I I think uh, I think we know what that is. That's, well, these are little ones. They're. Yeah, uh, but I want a big one. <laughs> no, no, but it, it does look similar to that. Does it look similar to that Esperanza? I mean, only only bigger. Do the blooms look similar? They're similar. To, they're similar to this. To the lantana. To the lantana. But. Uh, hmm. But they've got to be bigger. Bigger, yeah, but you know. To, yeah, now the, these these blooms are though are not are not. Uh, we, we were thinking tubular. Tubular, yeah. Tubular is the word. Tubular I was for. Uh, for the Esperanza, and uh, yeah. and in the winter time the Esperanza freezes back. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we asked oh, that. Did you ask if the flowers are like those tubular ones that look like okay. that only so yellow? I don't know what will happen come come winter time? Yeah. Oh, now uh, Mark wants to know if the flowers are kind of tubular like that. Kind of like yeah, a big, we've big had, uh, We've had that type of Whoop. flower like that. Okay. On that plant? Yes. Okay, okay. Wow. Ah. There it goes. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably an Esperanza. Because they're, they're, they're blooming up a storm right now. Oh, yeah, it's blooming like crazy. Yeah. And the, uh, oh, hummingbirds love them and the oh, yeah. butterflies do. I've got hummingbirds everywhere. Oh, okay. I've got... Uh, I got three or four different types yeah, of it's, uh, it's uh, what is it? Gold star. Yeah, it's gold star. Gold star Esperanza, which is the selection, and the re the re reason the gold star is the one that blooms uh, prolifically. Mo mo blooms early and blooms all the way up. Yeah. So that's that's probably what it is. Yeah, right now, their their blooms, and. Uh, they're a little bit taller than me. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's a wonderful and, and plant. And they're just all over this thing. Yeah. They're it's beautiful. Uh, they're very, they're very drought tolerant. Um, pests don't bother them. No. The deer, we used to say deer don't eat them, but then uh, there's a few. Well, I don't few have to worry about deer. A few neighborhoods where people are saying that the deer. But I see them, them, you know, as I'm driving around and all, trying to well, trying to find them. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, the only other one would have been cassia, but uh, that's why I asked it whether tubular flowers yeah. only. Now the uh, I was the other one I was thinking of that's making a good show is thoralis, but it's yeah, got, but the blooms a, are tiny. Yeah, are, tiny, tiny little ones. They're packed yeah. around the stem. Yeah. These things, these things are big, big. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so I, I think it's a gold star esperanza. That's funny. Uh, I was looking. And, and, looking and unfortunately, for there's nothing, none around him. Around yeah, you kind of you kind of missed it by uh, a couple of weeks. We had some big ones, just like you described, and they're all gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, don't you just hate that when people buy things like that? Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's yeah, they were beautiful. Ask inside. Ask inside. see in other people's yards. And yeah. Yeah. Like that, they all look like beautiful. Yeah, they are well, nice. and they have a. First off, they may know of some that are in a different part of the nursery, but ask inside, or they or they can put it on a wish list, and they'll call you when they come in. Okie doke. That's better than nothing. Okay, All cool. Right. Well, just yeah, go on in there. Yeah, I was just gonna say, ask ask the people at the front or inside. Or inside, yeah, in front or inside would be able to help you. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Thank Good you, luck. sir. Yeah. Thank you all three of you. Sure. Thank you all, all right. Much. Well, well it, yeah, yeah, we got the right answer from the three of us, so yeah. uh, that's you always good. Thanks. All right, two one zero. Uh oh, you can do it. Say, watch it, watch it. Uh, watch the carpet in there. 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. Toll free, it's 866 Lots of things that are on sale. Uh, so we got the Cora. Mm-hmm. We got Blue Pombago. That's also on sale. Uh, Blue Pombago, three for $21. Yep. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Lantana. Uh, ground covers. I'm a big fan of ground covers, and we've been talking about what to do this time of year. Well, then we had talked about the Ruelia, three different colors of yeah, dwarf Ruelia. Um, rosemary salvias. Um, oh, the Texas sage. Speaking of yeah. Texas sages, and Trace has said uh, he has uh, some Lens Legacy. Yeah, which is really some pretty. Compacta, uh, maybe Convento, um, and then a little bit more for Desperado. And I'm the only remember that is the song. I started, oh, okay. I started don't, singing don't, the song. Don't start singing No, that. I started in my head. I, okay. I started in my head. Uh, and then fruit trees. Yep. And they have fruit trees. And then uh, they have even blueberries. Hmm. Here. But now you have to grow those see, in containers. Yeah, did you see the Neil's? Yeah, that's why hmm. I'm mentioning it. Just uh, throwing another me, me, Neil article is you really need to... Uh, well, we throw those in containers. Those are really, really acid lovers. Yeah, we've all, we've always advocated uh, growing blueberries. They're fun to grow in mm-hmm. containers. Yeah, right. They're and, fun to grow. Yeah, and uh, but it does. There's a r- real elaborate story about how to, how to be successful with blueberries in PlantAnswers.com, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you can 
The birds love it too when you do. Yeah. That. Yes. That that's always the. There, uh, well, there's a couple We're, of challenges. <laughs> the acids, acid soil is an ongoing challenge, but and, the, and, and, but and the, the birds, birds sharing the berries yeah. with you too. Oh, oh sharing? No, 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 no. Not, no. not sharing. I hey, I'm a bird uh, bird lover, <laughs> so they, they would not steal. We're being facetious on the sharing part. Yeah, we had a little uh, strawberry in a hanging basket that was. Here today and gone tomorrow. We had about th- about four or five of them, and there's one left. I think the birds got it. Do you, you think the birds or, or a, a very ambitious raccoon? It would be tough for the raccoon to get up there and get uh, it. I think. Ambitious, that's why yeah, I prefaced oh, that. Gotcha. Ambitious, okay. It could have been an ambitious raccoon. Uh, we have them in our in our neighborhood. I guess every neighborhood in San Antonio has possum and raccoon right. Uh, right. pretty much. Well, in every every neighborhood that has any cover, any trees or shrubs and things, also has golden front of woodpeckers oh. uh, and uh, mockingbirds and cardinals, uh, all of which starlings, all all of which uh, love the berries and the fruit you're talking about. They'll they'll come and share uh, the fruit with with the grower too. Uh oh. We got two minutes. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, what's our? Uh, we have, we see these. Is there? Are there any other taller Esperanzas out there? We had somebody who wanted to get one. The ones in front of us. Yeah, there's some on an in cap somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, I think so. I think they're out there. Oh, okay. That, where we can't see. Okay, I'm not sure where he wandered off to. Cool. Well, Trace, we just have a few minutes left, uh, or a minute or so left. What else do you want to talk about for and close? I'll let you close the show. Uh, tomatoes, tomatoes, and yeah. tomatoes. Yes. Plumeria. Yeah, yeah all, we talked about all that. the odd colors. Uh, very unique. I just had to go buy one for my wife because I accidentally took a picture and sent it to her. And oh. She assumed I'm go- I was taking it home. Yeah. Well, between you and I, we don't have to say you don't have to sell anything else today because we've been buying. I've been buying Good. tomatoes. Calvin had a little trailer. A little. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yellow. Red yeah, wagon. Yeah, the tomato. Oh, it's still sitting there. If you, uh, this is the weekend to get the get those uh, yep. fall plants. Y'all did tomatoes. see these white Mexican petunias? Yeah, they, they were did. talking about them a few we minutes had, ago. We had those this year. That's been, they're pretty spectacular. Yeah, uh, we mentioned that. So. And uh, in terms of uh, Mark was mentioning, uh, what a wonderful ground cover that door for is. It's, it works great. Uh, we've been selling a lot of silver pony foot. As, uh, as good ground covers. I think that should be on the Saws package it is, list. It is. It is. Yes. Gallon cans. Number two. Uh, is it really? All right, yeah. folks. So we got gallon uh, cans. We do have forage pots, too, but that doesn't qualify. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, yeah, it doesn't. Um, but I, I just kind of let that hang out there. Yeah. Really. All right. But we got gallons. Yeah. Very cool. We got about 10 seconds, so we'll begin to wrap up for today. I want to thank Al for doing a great job. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.